prayer is more than just some dead thing that we recite or some masterpiece that you have to have these big $100 words to pray. I've heard people pray and throw out words I didn't understand. They think they have to have that to get a hold of God. Prayer in its basic form is simply contact with the Lord at its simplest form. Prayer should be a highly practical part of every Christian's walk tonight. When I say practical, it's, it's not something super deep. It's not something that you have to go to college and get an education to do. Prayers of the child of God should be just as natural as a child to God as breathing is to this body. Amen. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. It's natural. It's part of life. And to be a Christian, a prayer should be that way in our life. Prayer should be as natural a thing if you're born again a child of God. As a matter of fact, when you get saved, God puts something in you that begins to call back to the world that it came from. Amen. The Bible said he received the spirit of adoption. We now, the spirit of God that now lives on the inside of us, and it didn't come from this world, it came from another world, and that spirit will begin to prompt you to call back to that world again, to call out to God in another world. Turn to Philippians chapter 4 tonight. Philippians chapter 4 tonight. We'll read a couple verses and just drive off into the message. This is one of these messages you just, just sit and listen. I've got to take it in. There ain't no amens. It's just trying to get us back to that practical prayer in life that we just walk and pray and talk to God. All of us should pray. Every one of us sitting here as a child of God should be praying. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse number 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, for your, your words. Lord, help us embed your words in our hearts and our life, Lord, that we, Lord, we just pray, just constantly pray. Father, I'd ask you to touch those who are in need, those who are sick, those who are afflicted tonight, those that are facing deals and ordeals in their life. Lord, we just ask you right now, put your hand upon them, touch them as only you can. Help us tonight, Lord. Empty yourself and fill in my spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Last week we talked about persistence of prayer, being persistent in our prayer life, praying even when the answer comes that you don't want. I have listened to this sister and say, Lord, sister, I, I want to pray, but I have listened to her, and I, I can't pray like that. I, I've listened to this brother, and, and, I, and I can't pray that way. Listen, prayer should be something that is very practical to all of our lives tonight. It is not just reserved for preachers or Sunday school uh, teachers, 
but in every one of us there should be uh, this name, the name of Christ, there should be prayer in our life. We should have that intimate relationship with God that we pray with the Lord tonight. Prayer is a cure for weary. It says in here, be, he said, be careful. Careful in the text, it's not like when we say, careful now. We mean to be on guard. What you're doing, pay attention. But the word careful here in this text is literally two words put together, care and full, meaning full of cares, full of distress, things that worry you, things that bother you, cause you to be anxious. He said, be careful for nothing. You can't worry about it and pray about it at the same time. Amen. You can't do that. But in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. It was Peter said, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. I don't know about you, but I know that there are times in my life that get real full of cares. Get real full of things. Uh, I've got this to do. I've got that to do. I've got this to pay. I've got that to pay. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. My life gets so full of cares and things that's going on and the situation to deal with. There's a whole lot of things going on. They can stress you out and they can get you worrying. You can have that anxiety to the point where you have to go to a doctor and the doctor has to give you pills and you take a handful of pills just to even function. This is what he should do with your cares, he said. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Because you're constantly worrying in your mind, according to Paul, the solution to having the anxiety of full of cares, go and pray about it. This is something practical information that we all need to get a hold of. It's, I found it to be true in my life. That when I'm bothered and worried and I go to find some place by myself and I just say, Lord, here I am again. I need your help. I need something from you. I need a touch from you, Lord. And you just pour your heart out to God. Get to a place where you can get by yourself and just empty self and say, Lord, here I am. The best medicine that you could ever have, and doctor can't give it to you, is you get down on your knees and you pour out your heart to God. And, and, I, and I, I tell you this, when you do that, when you get up, you're going to feel a whole lot better. Emotionally, spiritually, you're going to feel a whole lot better because you open yourself and say, Lord, here I am. i got this going on. It, it's a, it starts a transfer in your life. You've got these cares and worries in your life, and you go to the Lord. He said he cares for you. He said, cast all of your cares upon him. And this transfer begins. You start praying to God, I've got this going on in my life. This is going on in my life. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. Then you start transferring that on to him, and what does he give you back? He gives you peace. He gives you peace. It's hard to worry about something when you have talked to God already about. 
Amen. I know there are some people who will come and pray, Lord, I've got this going on in my life. I need a touch from you and to get right back up and carry it right back with them. They're not leaving it with the Lord. You're still dealing with it. You're still worried about it. You need to come to the Lord and say, hey, I've got this going on. I'm going to lay it at your feet and I'm going to walk away and I'm not taking it back with me. Prayer is a cure for worry. Prayer is a contact with God. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made, watch the contact, known unto God. You say, doesn't God already know what I'm going through? Doesn't God already see what I'm going through? Yes, He does. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're facing. But you know, God likes to hear those requests from His children now and then. Just like your, uh, your child, uh, they'll make a quest from you. You like to hear them make that request from you so you can give them the good things. There, there's something, I know people pray different ways. I know there's people that pray silently. There's nothing wrong with it. I've prayed silently before. But I, I find that when I start praying out loud, there's something about getting a hold of God. There, there's something about, Lord, here I am again. I, I'm, I need a touch from you. There's something about praying out loud to get a hold of God. I heard this song the other day, Kitty Nicole. It says, in the name of Jesus. And she talks about praying for hurts and praying for feelings and praying for this thing and that thing. And we all should have that prayer line open up. Prayer, prayer cures worries. Prayer uh, has that contact with God. And prayer calms our hearts. Watch what he said. I, you've cared for nothing and presented your request. Watch this transfer in verse number 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Here we find the last step in this practical praying as far as it does, it gives us calm in our hearts. It is possible for a child of God, and listen to me, don't miss, it is possible for a child of God to have the calm and peace in their heart if he has not presented it to God first. When you present your request to God, you make that petition to God, God in return gives you that peace. It's a two-way street. Something goes up, but there's something coming down the other way. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. You realize something about peace in a child of God as a child of God, it is possible, don't miss this, it is possible to have the peace with God and not the peace of God. Amen? What do you mean? I know people that, uh, that have peace with God, that have, but they have no peace of God. You say, what is the difference? Peace is with God comes through Jesus Christ when you go be born again. Uh, Romans chapter 5, 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is that peace with God. Because Jesus did on Calvary, I have peace with God and nobody can take that from me. But the peace of God is a different story. The peace of God only comes when you begin to yield your way to His way. 
when you begin to call on Him in the avenue of prayer, and then God gives you that different kind of peace, a peaceful living, a peaceful dealing with burdens and storms and problems and circumstances. Those are the things I want to give for when I pray. But I want to give you just like the story here, like Paul Harvey says. Those are the things I see in these two verses that you get peace from. But for the rest of the story, I want to give you the prayer request. The prayer request. Why is it so practical for you and I to have a practical prayer life in a, as a Christian? First of all, it is practical because we are related. We are related. As a Christian, I've been, I have a relationship with God. A blood relationship tonight. Amen. He made practical in several different ways. I am related to him because he is my father. If you're sitting here and find it difficult to pray, have you not talked to your earthly father before? Have you not walked up to your father and said, Hey, Dad, I've got this going on. It's the same way. He says if you can talk to your father in a practical way, then we can call on our heavenly father because we have that blood relationship. We have that fellowship. He is our father tonight. He made it so practical that he said, God has sent forth the spirit of the son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Not just Father, but Abba, Father. That is a more deeply term than just father. It's like saying, Daddy, oh, Daddy. You know him. Oh, oh, Daddy, you got that relationship with him. I didn't call my earthly father, 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 I need to talk to you. Can I have a word with you, Father? No, I called him Daddy. I called him daddy. He, he was my daddy. I, I called him daddy and I always have called him daddy. Let me just say, my heavenly father is my daddy. I have that relationship. He is my father tonight. You realize something? When it comes to the Christian world, when it comes to prayer, as far as you talking to God, prayer should grow and your communication with God should grow just like a child grows Every day. Let me just say this. If you've been saved for 10, 15, 20 years and your prayer life has not grown one bit since you got saved, then I'd say something wrong with you. Just like a child when they get born, they start out and they start talking that uh, little baby stuff. Uh, we've had babies around here. I'd pick that baby up and go, 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 how you doing? They just giggle and laugh. Love that. But as they gotten older, their conversation became more on the material level. Yeah. I can sit now and talk to some that I know that I hear that's on a material level than it was eight years ago. They have grown up. And your Christian prayer life should be the same way. If you're not praying with more maturity than you did when you got started, then I suggest you get back to where you started at and start asking God to give you that maturity in your life that you start talking to Him on that level. Don't be talking that goo-goo dad-dad stuff. Mm -mm. You can mature along the way. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. They say, well, I, I don't know what to say or how to say it. Just talk to Him. Well, I don't want, we've asked people, well, you want to pray? No, I don't want to pray. Why not? 
Why not? I don't understand somebody that won't pray. I don't understand. If you won't pray in church, I, that tells me you're not praying at home. Where is your communication with God at? Where is that contact with God at if you're not talking to Him, if you're not asking Him for things, if you're not seeking Him? Where is that at in your life? That's why we got dead Christians. Your maturity level should grow as a, just like a child grows in that. It's practical because He is fraternal. That means we are brothers. The Bible said Romans chapter 8, 29, that ye, He is the firstborn among many brethren. The Bible says same thing in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 11. Do you realize that if you are saved tonight, Jesus Christ is your elder brother? Amen. Your elder brother? The Bible said, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon you, us that he should be called the sons of God. I am now one of the God's children. I am in the family. Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of, of the Father, and He is the firstborn of the family. You and I are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And you see that relationship that we have. We talk to our brothers and sisters. Amen. We talk, you talk to your brother and sister. You got a brother and sister. You talk to them. It's the same way I talk to my brother. He just ain't here right now, but he's coming back. <laughs> I talk to him up there, but I say one day I'm going to be able to talk to him right to his face. Amen. It's that, that relationship that we have. He's our mediator in heaven. That's why we end our prayers in the name of Jesus. Because he's the mediator. Our prayers go up to heaven, to God, through Jesus Christ. Amen. And that, that name Jesus gets God's attention. My name don't get it. Your name don't get it. But let me tell you what. Jesus, his name gets God's attention. We are family. Ephesians 5, 22 through 32. Uh, it gives us the picture of the relationship between husband and wife. The relationship in the picture of Christ and the church. There's nothing that I would not, that I would tell my wife that I wouldn't tell anybody else. I tell her things that, only her knows. There's nothing that she wouldn't tell me, but there's some things she'd tell me that she won't tell nobody else. That's that relationship we have. It's, the way, it's also that way we should pray. Like, nothing that you do or say, Lord, I know. He, he's a friend. You might have a relationship with your family. He should say, well, I, I don't have a relationship with my mother or a relationship with my father. I don't have a relationship with uh, 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 none of my relatives. But let me tell you what, every one of us has got a friend. Every one of us have a friend. And, and you call on that friend. John 15, 13, great, no greater love have man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I have commanded you. He said, I can call you my friend. He is your friend tonight. You know what it's like to call a friend, a text a friend, uh, to get a, uh, a message from a friend. 
It's that practical concept that we can talk in prayer to our father, to our brother as a friend and, and one that cares for them. It's that practical concept of prayer that we need to get in our life. You don't need no audible long words. Uh, just say, hey, daddy, I've got a problem. There's something going on and I need a touch from heaven. I need you in my life right now. It's so practical because we are related to him. It's also practical because of the requesting. Because we simply make a request. Have you ever asked anybody for anything? All of us have. Verse 6 says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Watch the request. Let your request be made known unto God. What is it that you need tonight? What, what is it that you need tonight? Tonight you can make your request. You come to God and start praying. There are two types of requests. Let me just give you this. this not, it's not selfish. Two types of requests. One is for self. It ain't wrong to pray for yourself. Lord, I am facing this. I am dealing with this. There's a person that I am dealing with. There's a problem that I'm dealing with. And Lord, I need some guidance for myself to get through this. There is nothing wrong with you praying for yourself. Amen. Amen. You, we all need to pray for ourselves sometimes because we all face things that we, nobody else knows and we all do, uh, going through things that nobody else knows. And we say, Lord, I, I need a help from you. Lord, I need a touch from you. I need your help. I'm asking for a cleansing, uh, uh, your forgiveness. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry I messed up. I, I messed up so bad. I, I'm sorry that I messed up. I shouldn't have said what I said, God, so please forgive me. We, we pray for ourselves. And you know, I don't know about you. Y'all might not need some, but I'm a needy person. I'm a needy person. <laughs> In fact, you ask my wife, I'm so needy, I'm spoiled. That, that's how we are. We, we are needy people. I don't know if you're needy, but I, I need things, and I need a lot of things, and I need them from God. Yeah. I go to God all the time. Lord, here I am again. I don't understand, but uh, I need something from you today. I need a touch from you today. I need an uplifting from you today. Lord, I, I might have thought something. I need you to help me and forgive me of what I'm doing. I need a touch from you, Lord. I am a needy person, yeah. and God knows that. If he kept all the uh, mark by every, my name every time I've called on him, he's probably done got two volumes of psychopedias. Check now, check now. That boy is a needy boy. But you know what God gives? Yeah. There's two reasons to prayer. One, pray for yourself, and then you pray for others. We're to pray for others. We'll pray for others. Do you have a burden for someone tonight? Every one of us should have a burden for somebody tonight. Someone that you know that's going to hell without God. Someone you know if they died right now, hell will be their home. That should be a burden. That should be a prayer request. That should be a place at the altar that you stain your altar with tears and pray to God and just keep praying like I told you last week. Persistent. Keep going. Keep praying. Keep praying. You might not get the answer today. You might not get it next week. But keep on praying. We don't. We give up on prayer too much. We got to be practical about it. Lord, here's the need that I got to have and here's the need that so brother so and so and so, so and sister so and so has got to have. 
We pray for others. God said he wants us to request things from him for self and for others. Reading the Bible about the simple request for self. Hannah, 1 Samuel chapter 1. You read that from a simple little prayer Hannah said. If thou will indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaiden and remember me and give your handmaiden a child. Simple little prayer. I mean, it, it's not, oh, Lord, remember thou handmaiden. I've got this going on. They got children. I ain't got children. I don't understand why. No, Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me. Elijah on Mount Carmel. How simple can that be? He's praying, Lord, let the fire fall. Lord, let the fire fall. And they saw the fire fall. You don't have to have some big audible voice in a prayer life. You just had that practical, simple prayer. Can I say this? When you do pray, don't rush through it. Don't rush through it. I know there are times in our life that we have to pray immediately. There, you should, there should be some time in your life, in your day, that you set aside some time and say, Lord, I'm going to set aside some time and I'm going to come to you and I'm going to pray and I'm going to request these things on my heart and I'm not going to be in a rush about it. I'm just going to ask you for things. And you know what I found out? When you made your request, shut up and let God speak. Most of us don't want to hear what he's going to tell us. Most of us don't want to hear what he's got to give. You know, you made your request. And the, God says, I want, I'm giving you the answer. But, mm, I, I ain't finished making my request. No, don't give me an answer yet. Be quiet and let God answer. Amen. I'm just telling you, don't, don't rush through your prayer life. Don't try to get through it real quick. And then when you get through it, make sure you give God time to answer your prayer right there. And he does. It's practical because we're related. It's practical because of the request, but it's also practical because we rejoice. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, you should take everything to God, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, you take it to God. Well, I don't think God is going to deal with this little small thing. God wants everything in your life at His hand. Everything. Take everything to Him. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, here's the Glue that holds the prayers, the supplication, the request together. Something needs to be mixed in with it with thanksgiving. It's just not prayer and request. You've got to throw some thanksgiving in there. You've got to tell God, I want to thank you, Lord. I, I want to praise you, Lord. I, I want to thank you for what you gave me last week. If you don't have anything to thank God for, you haven't talked to God any time this week. Well, what have I got to thank God for? You breathing, ain't you? You get out of bed this morning. The grave ain't your home tonight. There's a lot you can thank God for. Evidently, God ain't done with you because the big element of prayer is thanks, thanking God for what He has done. And thanking God for who He is. 
Amen. I find myself in my prayer, but I thank him for the things that he has already done. Thanking him for who he is. It's just like your kids, they try to butter you up when you when they want something, a child will come up to you and says, How you feel, Daddy? Yep. You doing good today, Daddy? Yep. You doing all right? Yeah. They they try to butter you up. They want because they're wanting something from you. Amen. They'll come over and lean on beside you and just, that's a child. God's the same way. God wants to be better. Lord, I want to thank you for what you did last week. I want to thank you for where you brought me from. I want to praise you because you are God. He just wants to be praised because of who he is tonight. He said, I am Lord. I am thou God. We ought to just stop and say, Lord, I, I, I really don't need nothing today. I've got everything. You've given me everything I need today. I just want to thank you for being God. Yes. Amen. He likes to be buttered up. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. We have not because we ask not. I think one reason we have not because we think not. You know why God has not answered the burdens and requests that you've asked him? Maybe because you haven't thanked him for what he's done already in your life. Every one of us can look back last week and say, Lord, I, you know, God did that. God moved there. God, God moved me in that position there. We ought to just this week say, Lord, I want to thank you for everything you've done last week. I think we ought to be catch up on our thanking, praising tonight. Thank you for being good for my family. Thank you for the money I have, the food that I have, the home that I have. Thank you, Lord, for the fine church that I go to. I want to just thank you, Lord, for those things in my life tonight. Just want to thank you, Lord. Someone said this. And I truly believe it. If tomorrow God gave you only what you thanked him for yesterday, what would you have? <laughs> Think on that now. If God only gave you what you thanked him for yesterday, today, what would you have? Simple, simple. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Practical prayers. I, I told you what's happening around here and things that's going on around here. It, it's because of people praying. It's not what I'm doing. It's not what you're doing. It's because people are praying for God to move in a church. And I believe God is going to move more and more and more if we are become a practical praying God. Lord, fill the church with people who love you. We used to pray, Lord, open the doors and bring them in. Boy, we found out that that's, that's a bad thing to do. Because, boy, he brought them in. And we had to weed them out. But, Lord, send some people that love you and want to worship you. Anything that happens around here is because of people praying around here. People get saved because people are praying. People come to church because people are praying. Amen. So I think we ought to thank him. Not only for what he's done for you and for me, this church, but for who he is tonight. He is the God. He is our salvation. Without him, we are nothing. Without him, hell would be our home. 
If he never done another thing for you, he done all he needed to do for you. Amen. If he called us home right now, he'd done all he needed to call us. But you know what? I find that the preacher said, you ain't in heaven yet, so you must still got a job to do down here. I said, well, you're right on that, because I guess when God gets finished with me, he's going to call me home. We ought to thank him, though. It's that practical prayer and that persistent prayer that keeps God moving in everything. He keeps it moving in your life, keeps it moving in the church. Amen. I don't know what your need is tonight. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know what you're going through tonight. But I, I can almost 100% tell you this. None of us has thanked God for what he did for us last week. Amen. I know I didn't. It hit me. I know I didn't. 